It's time for the Daily Sports Dump. And I'm your host, Joe Canale. Yes, I know, folks. It's me again. Sorry. But what are you going to do? Nobody else is going to do this, so you're going to get me. It's Joe Canale. It's your Daily Dump, which is actually your weekly dump. And today is a very special neither weekly nor daily dump. So if you are used to listening to either of those, well, I don't know if you want to listen or avoid this, but it is a very special or somewhat special episode in that we are concentrating on one team and one fan base in particular, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. So already, upon hearing this, you may have no more interest. That's fine. I, however, have a lot of interest. And if you don't know, the Nebraska Cornhuskers are a once-proud college football team that is no longer proud. And just for me personally, I'm connected to this because, well, I lived in Nebraska. I moved there when I was about three or four years old and lived there till about fourth grade. So those were the formative sports years. And the first team that I remember rooting for is the Nebraska Cornhuskers. The first sporting event I attended was a Nebraska football game. I believe it was against Missouri. I think I'll talk about it later in this episode. But that was in the late 70s. And let's just, to remind you of the dominance of the Nebraska program, in the 70s, Nebraska was 98, 20, and 4. That was like the second or third best record. In the 80s, they were 103 and 20. I believe that was the second best record in that decade. And in the 90s, they were 108, 16, and 1, which I believe was the best record in that decade. I do know over the 30 years... uh, the 70s, 80s, and 90s, Nebraska had something like 50 more wins than any other college football team. Now, cut to the 2000s, which did not have all bad years. In fact, had a few 9 or 10 win seasons within there. But Nebraska has lost over 100 games in this century. After losing only 56 in the previous 30 years, they've lost over 100 in the last 20 years. I'm not going to do the math for you except to say that's really shitty. And that's what my episode today here is about. I'm bringing on two guests. I also host or co-host a podcast that is a Nebraska Cornhusker podcast called The Big Red Cobcast, and my two co-hosts join me to talk about the demise of this program, what we as fans can do to cope with it, or if we should just eliminate being fans altogether. These are all tossed about in, in, in an episode I like to call You Once Really Had It Going and Now Not So Much Anymore. Yeah, something like that. So please welcome my guests, uh, Pat Jansen and Ryan Tweedy from the Big Red Cobcast as we talk about our favorite team that is no longer good and whether or not we should still be rooting for them. Hope that this in some way affects your life. Thanks, and we'll have a regular episode, so to speak, tomorrow. So here we are recording, and uh, this is a very familiar situation for the three of us here. Uh, I am uh, the host of the Sports Dump, Joe Canale, but I'm joined with the co-hosts of the Big Red Cobcast, which I am also a part of, and uh, I am a part of three kind of podcasts and the Big Red Cobcast is really the only successful one. So uh, these two guys have been doing... How long, Ryan, has the Cobcast been going on? Um, first of all, I just want to say thanks for having me, Joe. Sports Dump sucks. Um, 
2014 was our first episode. I believe we waited until after the 2013 season yes. and then started. It, like in right directly February. after the season exactly yeah. where we had the longest period of time between games that was good though because mm-hmm. that gave us uh, and by the way if i didn't say it this is a nebraska Cornhusker podcast and if you're following sports in the last 20 years actually it's better if you followed them over the last 30 years to understand this episode or this segment but if you've followed it over the last 20 years you know that really the last really the last 50 years yeah but we've sucked the last essentially 10 years and the last 20 years has been a decline yeah okay yeah two, 2001 is where the decline where you're like oh it, it was one of those things that it's one of those rare seasons where making a national championship game uh like indicates the start of a decline but Absolutely. like getting pasted yep. in the last two games of the year that that yep. did that but yes the, it, the it's just been a it's been a slow crumble i think it's uh, not i think it's the con- the it's the word i'm looking for it's like 500 different issues mm. that have caused the decline of husker football and we we go back now and we try to assign like was it peterson was it we try to assign everything in retrospect. Like we've had what a was couple the... of bad uh, ads. We've had a couple of bad coaching hires, which reflects on the ad. Uh, bad coaching jobs by the coaches, giving up. Uh, I, in my estimation, Callahan was just taking the first job offered to him, and Riley was taking the last job of his career and his one last payoff. Uh, Pelini was there for legitimate reasons. Well, Riley was, was the most successful Riley, of any of them. Riley had nothing to do with Riley and everything to do with Eichhorst. Riley was a direct response well, to Bo Pelini. Okay. And this is where we get to go ahead. Pat. And, the, and the same thing. Well, the same thing could be said with the, with the Peterson Solich Callahan stuff too, where uh, it was all about. So, Steve Peterson recognized that Nebraska was in a decline under Frank Solich and he wasn't necessarily wrong. It's just that he had to do it on his timeline and be, he was like a journalist trying to break a story before everyone else when really just let it play out, have a little patience and let the evidence show what's going on. He made, he made that job toxic by firing Solich before there was uh, ample evidence to, yeah. to support it the, the reason urban meyer and, basically said that he would never go to nebraska was that firing and he would have been a, a very good candidate at some point sure for uh, the record for enough money he would uh but he'd still be a candidate we're getting in the weeds a little bit more uh because what i basically want to okay. talk about is you guys are a little younger than me so you came into your nebraska fandom in the 90s essentially <clears throat> uh what well yeah no i guess as a little kid in the 80s sure because you were probably alive in nebraska unlike you well i lived in nebraska i lived in nebraska for but for... i mean i was that, like i i remember losing to, all right yeah like, what's your I remember first losing loss? to troy aikman Oklahoma? first loss that i really remember ucla to troy aikman what was that 88 See, you, and you, 
you graduated four years ahead of me. So like it is like the beginning of the nineties where it really starts to crystallize for me. I remember the tie against Colorado. I remember the loss at Iowa state during Trump, Tommy Frazier's freshman year. Mm-hmm. I okay. went to my, my first Husker game was a game against Iowa state right before Tommy Frazier got there. Uh, so yeah, early nineties is where it really started to, yeah, where I started to understand it enough to, to get anything out of it. Yeah. I mean, I remember Steve Taylor, Laotis Flowers. Yeah, sure. those are late um, 80s. Yours, Ryan, are late 80s. And, and Pat, you're right around 90 there. So I, I, I actually the first game I went to was a Missouri game. And Phil Bradley, the former Seattle Mariners baseball player, was the quarterback of Missouri. And I think that's 19, maybe 79 or 1978. God damn, you're old. I am. I remember Turner Gill. I was a little kid then, but I remember Turner Gill uh, and the way he would turn around on the option every I'm time. You remember anything. Well, that's a different story. But my point for this situation is we are a fan base, whether it was in the 80s, because Nebraska is the only team to have two decades in a row with 100 wins. There's a few other things. They had the most wins the last over the last 30 years of the decade. They had the best record of any of those teams. I have some other stats to present to you right now that will be quite depressing, but will help make my case. So from the year 1978 to no, 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 19. Let's see. Oh, my God. From 1963 till 19. So 2002, Nebraska never won less than nine games, appeared in the top 10 at some point of the AP poll, except for 1969 when they were 11. Every other year at some point, and usually it's one, two, we must have one, two, we must have started. We must have started 2002 in the top 10 then because that game sure. came unglued or that but again, came unglued pretty quickly. But I'll go from 2002 back. Oh, actually, I'll do 2003. And this is going backwards in time. 2003, 10, 8, 2, 1, 3, 2, 1, 1, 1, 1, 2, 7, 9, 3, 3, 2, 1, 3, 2, 1, 1, 2, 4, 3, 2, All right, 2. Robot do you Joe. hear how far that is going 30 years and those are mostly top three. So that's the kind of team we were used to. Even that we didn't have the champ, though we didn't have the championships every year. We were at some point, the possibility of a national championship was very real for our team. That's what we all came into this uh, becoming fans as. And now, Pat, you are listing this. We've lost six games in a row to Iowa. We've lost like, we have like a 333 winning percentage over our last six years or something. These losing streaks are starting to stretch now. It's not like this is our worst, worst three-year stretch. Now we're in our worst six-year stretch going on our worst eight-year, you know, like. Oh, this is the worst 10-year stretch probably since the 50s. Exactly. And, and the first couple we, years of this were not bad. There were a couple decent years in this 10 years. 2010 is the only one. We, oh, well, I mean. Yeah, there was uh, nine win games. Decent There's records. Some... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, how, did, uh, how? Go ahead, Pat. Any other stats well, to prove our, I mean, our yeah, we, lately? Well, we we in '09 and '10 made the Big Twelve championship in our last two seasons in the Big Twelve, and then in the Big Ten in 2013, or no, it would have been 20. 
2014, I think, uh, we made the uh, the Big Ten championship, but then gave up 70 to right. second place in their division, Wisconsin. Exactly. So it's hard to call that. Oh, but yeah. And that's it. Over the, over, now the last, it, uh, now I realize this season's only a partial season so far, but over these four seasons, our win total is 14. In four seasons. 14, we've had, we've had seasons of th- where 13 wins. We've yeah. Um, how many did we win in 97? Was it 13? I thought it was 13. Yeah. I, thought that's won, the most I think we've won 14 games in a season. Haven't have we? we, if we've gone 14 and Oh, then hell yes. But the I point, think, the point is 13 made. is the most, I think the, I think 13 is the most we've won yeah. in a season. Yeah, yeah. it is because the but playoff has still, added the extra game. Uh, but still thir- 13 games in one, in one season, uh, multiple times, more than once. Um, and we, yeah, we, um, and then we've won 14 in four seasons. All right. So the point is made. So, and and again, we, 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 and it's an unusual thing. I was trying to think, and this is what I want to ask you guys about before we get into any potential remedy. And again, we do, we get into the weeds in our Cornhusker podcast all the time, but I want to look at this more generally. I was trying to think of another sports entity at least in American sports, there's probably some European soccer teams that were huge powerhouses that are now nothing. But in terms of American sports, I couldn't think of anything in America. Maybe the Dallas Cowboys in their mediocrity, but even their mediocrity has been a little better. I thought of like the Yankees in some bad years, but they've come back. Bulls. Bulls. Interesting. And we can think of. I like that. I was and thinking Montreal Canadiens. We stole their, uh... but that's not North America. Uh, that's not America. Oh yeah, the Bulls. We we t- say, yes, we also stole, yes, Tweety. We stole their their uh, their what you call it song. Their intro their song. Their entrance. That's the key. Both the Bulls. The Bulls is a great one, uh, Pat. I don't know how that escaped me since didn't we all live in Chicago at some point? Did Pat, no, I did. Pat I did not. You did not. I, I, I you're you're one of the no, only people I know Chicago in the world, life. Pat. You're one of the only people I know in the world what? who didn't live in Chicago at some point. He lived in Chicago. <laughs> like well, I did. I did. I did New York. Is that what you, is that what you're referring to as? Chicago yeah, that's life? Chicago for soft people. Oh, I don't know <laughs> that you're going to get a lot of people saying that about New York. I think as far as improv goes, I'll give it to you, Ryan, because I'm a Chicago snob, but. We're getting off. Nobody course. gives a shit about improv except you. That's true. And that, and that one guy Iowa who trash talked us by. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about improv. That, yeah. Yeah. He thought anyway, that would wound us. It didn't. So, well, my so quest- what you're saying is we did the Alan Parsons project. Yes. Yeah. That's what I just discovered here in this episode. Actually, that is the big revelation. That's very good. Ryan, that's more than I expected to, to turn up in this. So we have. Episode. So what we have to do is we have to play serious backwards for the next season. It would still sound cool. That's how that's our entrance music. That's the that's the kind of song that would sound does, cool does probably it, either does, way. Would it even sound that different? It probably wouldn't. Synthesizers are all artificial anyway. Now, what do we so the Bulls is a great one. And the Bulls had a couple flashes after, like a and we've had a couple decent years mixed in. Eric Rose was their team magic. Yes. Yes. But here's what's happening. Now on national shows I listen to. 
Nebraska is getting into the mix uh, in a bad way. And here's my worst case scenario. Look at Harbaugh at Michigan. Is that what we're headed for with Frost at Nebraska? I would no, be, I, I'd be fine with that right now. No, it's different. Go ahead. Because Harbaugh, I don't think Harbaugh – I don't think that people from Michigan look at Harbaugh and go, he's just like me. Oh. But people – Frost is just like me. Yes. Yes. Harbaugh and, played at Michigan and was from that area, I think. But you're right. Uh, it's, not, it's not the same being from Michigan as it is from Nebraska, I think, in terms of identity. Because yeah, Michigan is quite frankly ball. a lot more all over, you know, diverse in many ways. He played high school ball there. He won a national championship there. He played under Osborne's parents are Hall of Fame coaches in high school. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff. Right. Like, I just think it's different. But then well, and his personality is different than than Harbaugh as well. Yeah. He doesn't do weird shit like getting to tree houses with kids and shit. Like, True so that. That's straight up Michael Jackson shit, dude. Okay. It is, so, dude. Pat, what do you think? The Michael Jackson of college football. <laughs> well, I, I think the mustache up there when you're saying that. <laughs> I'll tell I, you I what, you're... I somehow look like less of a chimo with this mustache than Harbaugh does without one. True, but you're throwing around <laughs> the abbreviation of chimo. Real, real familiar, like, though. Go on. Yeah. I mean, I'm because, you know, like, I'm hip. I know, <laughs> I know these kids call. All the hip kids. Yes. Go ahead, Pat. Uh, well, I think you both are right, but I think that there's also a, a very just a very different dynamic, like because Nebraska only has the one major college football team and no pro sports teams. Like whether you go to Nebraska or not, you you know you identify with Nebraska. Like it is your state. You don't think of it in terms of a university. You think of it as a state team. Right. Yeah, and uh, Jim Harbaugh like at, at places like Michigan or Michigan state or Ohio state, it's very much, I mean, there, there are people who maybe didn't go to the school who root for the school, but by and large, it's very much university based. And Jim right. Harbaugh, like, like most Michigan men uh, views himself as, you know, a Michigan man based around the university. He went yeah. to, he went to high school in Palo Alto, California, um he i mean it, it, yeah so you, it, ironically it, like, both it have played in palo alto about, like sort of the i yeah uh but it goes to what tweety said where it's like the the identity part and the, the identity of the state um and maybe he maybe as a result he he has that identity with some of those university people but, but as far as people who are buying tickets and are there making sure that, that the team is still functioning financially uh yeah there is a little bit more of a connection to frost that said i see this shit every week on social media i mean it, it yeah I, people people are super impatient and but, but, I mean, but, but, but here's yeah. the thing man and i it's i think that that impatience that you're seeing is only coming from the media and forums and Twitter, but Twitter's basically uh, a fool. Twitter's just another. Well, that's the fool. question. How much of how much of the real population is reflected in the in the in that? 
five. Well, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say for sure. I mean, I know I I've seen it ever since. Uh, I've seen it. The, it. It got loudest at like at a where you're like, oh, okay, people actually feel this way. And I was, I, I didn't agree with it, but like during that Purdue game last year, yeah, uh, it's like that's just too early. I, I mean, think well, I think this is a lot of I, young I still, people thinking still, that who don't know Frost. I don't think so. Well, I still, th- I think it's a bunch of. I still think it's too early. Talk, they talk, they get drunk and Wait. say shit, and then the next day they don't mean it. Because like I've literally asked. That's people, true. Like I was just in Lincoln for three weeks, and I asked every single person that I talked to football, like people, strangers at gas stations, restaurants, my friends, my family, everybody. Yeah. One hundred percent of them said frost. Will cannot be fired for seven years. I, I mean, agree, a hundred percent. It wasn't even, and it wasn't me like fishing for that. It was me like, what do you think of Frost? I would just, sure. what do you think of Frost? Not, not, not yet, man. He's gonna get there. He's gonna get there. Like, but then you go on the forums and you go on Twitter where all the drunk assholes are can can say whatever they want without any repercussions. Then you get, oh, Frost should be gone tomorrow. There's a well, lot of trolls too, I think. Yeah. Because Nebraska fans, fans are very easy to troll, as as we've. Proven. And a lot of ang- like just a lot of drunk, obnoxious, loud assholes that think yelling louder is makes you smarter. So, so here, here's you know. You know about that, well, Joe. To, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I, you don't hear me fair. denying. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, and I don't. Again, I don't think. I, I think it would be premature to even entertain the conversation of fire and frost right now but in the in the effort of fairness it was year three like when we all knew halfway through that year that riley was getting fired and to this point scott scott frost would have to win nine more games this season and i realize this is a wholly different season but to to win the number of games that riley won in three years now that said Again, it's a whole. It's. I mean, there's. A, but our impatience has been proven to be wrong. Wait, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go back. I don't <laughs> okay. think that your analysis of that is correct. Okay. I don't think that halfway through the third season, it was so much that we knew that Frost or that we knew that Riley was going to get fired, as much as we knew that we, it was either now or never with Frost. The, yeah, there's something yes, to that. Yes, and that's the, I don't, I don't the case. Think I think that, it's I still think, an hour never with Frost. And I that think might be Riley got fired because Frost, we wanted Frost. Had Frost not been available that year, I don't think you would have seen – I don't think you would have seen those moves made. That's po- that's probably I mean, true. They were I, waiting I do for Frost, think, and then they, they jumped when they could get him. Right. I, I, I think there's an element to that, but I also think, too – losing at home to Northern Illinois, uh, giving up, uh, you know, over a hundred points in two straight seasons total to, uh, to Ohio state. There was barely beating, uh, a not good Purdue team. There was giving up 54 points to a really bad Minnesota team. There was losing. A yeah. Game but Western, uh, it was frost or bust. Yeah. So if we couldn't have gotten frost, I don't think he would have gotten fired because, they would have just wanted to wait one more year to get frost. I agree with that. Uh, that would have been a really shitty year, though. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't th- think there they... there were other names out there. 
Yeah, yeah, but, but not, not really. We had been able to get them. No, we would have been able to get anybody we wanted. This but idea the, that the Frost would always hang over. The- yeah, and Frost would hang over uh, whoever that coach was. Frost was destined to happen. Now I have to move on to the final question. So, so we're we all, and it seems like many in Nebraska are still on board with Frost. But what? How do? How do? Like. Have has your energy given up? I know after the game before the Iowa one, like this Iowa game, which was our sixth loss, I feel like I felt it less. And part of me was okay with that. And part of me didn't like that where I'm like, oh, I'm not even caring anymore. Now, I know you can snap out of that every new season and everything, but is, is, it, is it just torture to be a fan of a program like this after all the success that we're used to with this program? I don't know. I started to what? So we're all on antidepressants. I mean, is that, is that your solution? I mean, that that's absolutely. It doesn't. I care less. See, this is this is maybe this is a good uh, commercial for antidepressants. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, here's the thing. Like when it comes. I'll always watch every game. But I'll tell you what I won't do. I won't drop $100 on a jersey. Oh, that's where they'll feel it. But that's, not that's different for you. That's different well, for you. It is because I collected the jerseys. And then last year I was like, nah. Well, this year that's I'm a turning like, nah. point. So so that, not, that, that's not spending change. money on a team. Well, here's the thing. Tickets to the stadium cost the same amount of money. The shoes, they just released new Husker shoes for $180. Right. Yet they can't, they, you can't win a game. How about you fuck right off? Those yeah. tickets yeah. should be five bucks. The only reason that they're not is because of the boosters dropping all this money to keep the, well, this year because of COVID. But yes. But you know, you get my, you know what I'm saying? Like last year, like the, after Riley and last year or the year before last year and, Last year, going into this year, if, if there would have been a season, those tickets would have still been the same price. Yeah. So there, it's the university is taking advantage of its fan base, which without, it's like it's like if all of a sudden McDonald's was like, you know what, we're so popular, our burgers are a hundred bucks, but also there's like not any meat in them, and we just shit on the outside of it. <laughs> so the only and thing that's different, like the only it. thing that's different is the price in your scenario there. Um, yeah. for McDonald's because <laughs> now it's all the same, but they're a dollar <laughs> now. So what do you do? What do you see on the horizon here as a Nebraska fan? We all seem to still have faith. Is that just, I mean, I'm asking, you know, preaching to the converted here, but are we, are we, are we just kind of in some kind of, if it doesn't work with frost, I mean, is this the last thing? Is it like, will it work with anyone if it doesn't work with frost? Well, yeah, it's money. Money makes the world go around. If if but, you look at the, yeah, it's just it's just it's hard to, to get that money if you're not just winning. Money. Yeah, and it has to be it just it has to be money well spent at a certain point. Like yeah. there's just been too many bad decisions made. I like you know to go to kind of your previous question. Like um, I don't I don't know that there full-on apathy with nebraska but this is the closest thing to it right now because it's just it's a survival thing everyone's just like zoloft or not i think everyone is kind of 
trying to reach a point where it's healthy because like you just can't you can't be depressed every weekend no you can't uh, put that level of year to then be depressed every yeah. weekend again it's, it's not it's not healthy but so it's either going to just be a slow ring out the last little bit of emotion in husker football or they'll figure it out like <laughs> i mean we, this might <laughs> this it, might this would... be another year and every year kind of thing or or suddenly or suddenly we get surprised like a pleasant surprise for once right so here's the thing this would have never happened at, in the sec and the reason is is because the is because the sec treats every team even vandy like you know like we're important because we're in the sec so if Frost goes to Florida instead of Nebraska, you think they're letting him bring Chenander and Walters along? No. Those those fucking guys, there's no there's no That's why he's here. Yeah, but that was exactly. That was part but, of the deal. He used his leverage there. Now that leverage might be gone. And now we're getting point. into a, so as soon as a bigger thing. Nebraska says we're fucking Nebraska and we're in the Big 10 and that matters, then 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 no more of these bullshit ass because if the only way Scott Frost is going to make this work is if he gets rid of Chenander, he gets rid of Verdusco, he gets rid of fuck, probably Rude. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if all those. I think Chenander might be. And if you bring in a new D coordinator, that might mean mean other changes. Well, uh, does that also mean then another like reset? Learning slows yes. things down a little bit. Uh, that's the. I don't know that we're in for that part, and it's why. It's why coaches have to, you can't, you can't, I mean, we've seen the last, I don't know how many coaches fuck around with like dicey, not even dicey, but just like questionable friend hires with the assistants. Like you even go back to Callahan uh, with Cosgrove as his defensive coordinator. If he, if he just makes even like a B, B plus hire or even B, B minus higher as defensive coordinator. He he's a success, right? But like, but, but you can't fuck. You gotta, you gotta jump in. You gotta be cutthroat the moment right well, away. Even Tom Osborne, Tom Osborne promising Solich. Yeah. yeah. Well, you maybe know? that's where it all, maybe that's where, that's it, all where it all started. Royalty. Tom Osborne was the, the alpha and the omega <laughs> of this fucking football team. And you know, it makes me not, it makes me, I can't say it out loud. Yeah, don't worry about it. Well, he's he's a <laughs> was a a very good coach and a ter- and not a particularly good athletic director. And he or, tried to or, play. He tried yeah. to play athletic director. They're different. They're different. On his sports. way out the door. Uh, well, this is far too long for me to just use as a little interstitial segment. This may have to be just its own special episode because uh, I'm getting the warning on on zoom that we've gone long and that the, it's running out uh this is the big red Cobcast, uh but appearing on the sports dump we didn't really solve and i didn't think we would the nebraska thing but i think what this conversation has proven is that we're not you know we're not extremists but we still somehow believe in this team and in this coach now some may think we are fools for this but we may be proven to not be fools and really we're laying it all on the line because it's all we've got at this point. I think Um, you need to get venerables out of Clemson. Oh, that's not happening. 
Well, then we lose. So I well, he's waiting for Dabo to go over to Alabama so he can then be the Clemson coach. Maybe but we Dabo get Alabama. That's crazy talk. Well, we're getting to a whole nother thing that, that, that that's just a general college football episode that we can do. But I do think he is going to. What do you think, Pat? I'll just settle on, on this last one. I even though we played there, I, I think he's got more to lose by leaving Clemson for Alabama mm-hmm. than he has to gain unless they can double his salary, which I don't think any, I mean, even Alabama with all their money, Alabama or Texas wouldn't be able to do that because uh, he's already making a lot at Clemson. Um, True. He's got a thing that's working there unless he's, unless he's win, unless he wins so much that he, he gets Needs bored. A new challenge. Um, I don't see him doing that. Well, I think you're right, Pat. I think the smart thing to do would be to stay at Clemson. And that's why I think he'll go to Alabama. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you. Uh, if you if you want to listen to the Big Red Cobcast, you can do that by just looking up Big Red Cobcast, probably wherever you listen to anything. And you're already listening to my podcast, so just keep doing that. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you probably. Do we have another game this week? Yeah. Purdue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Go Big Red. I could say that. Go Big Red. Sports Jump sucks. <laughs> Fatty Red's bus. Yes, right. All <laughs> of it.